Welcome to the Mental Dietitian Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter, just a guy who's trying to live a great life and learn the best way to live it. This show is for the everyday human being that feels exactly how I feel, and every week I'll be bringing you weekly episodes on how to get better mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially, so you can have a great mental diet. Welcome to episode 39 of the Mental Dietitian Podcast. My name is Aaron Lynch-Potter. I'm your host, and I'm excited for this one because it's going to be a caveat for the next podcast I do. I was studying one of my guests that I'm doing a podcast with tomorrow, which will come out next week. His name is Jessica Khan, and she was in a cult for 26 years, the first 26 years of her life. And I'm very excited to have a conversation. I'm recording the podcast tomorrow morning, but it will come out next Wednesday. And what this episode is going to be about is why do you believe what you believe? That's the title of this episode. She said something really interesting. She was talking about how when you're in a cult, you're indoctrinated to think a certain way. And when she left the cult, she finally got the courage to leave. And there's a lot of things that kind of keep people trapped and things like this. But about 26 years old, she left that cult. And she said something very interesting. She's like, I abandoned one belief system and then I so quickly jumped on another belief system, which was I work really hard. I chase my career. I go into the corporate world. I'll be happy. And then came phase two of her life, which basically caused for her to go into a deep depression because what had actually happened is she just want, abandoned one doctrination of thought, which is what we call cults. And just adopted another one, which is what we all believe. We all kind of, we're all kind of in a cult, the cult of modern day society. And it's very interesting, that very thought process of like, well, why do I believe what I believe? I'm like, oh, well, that's what I believe. I'm like, well, are you sure that's not what you've been indoctrinated to believe by your parents, by society, by coworkers, by friends, by family? And a lot of people... I had this quote once. It's like a lot of people are very quick to judge new things or new ideas, but they're very slow to judge the belief system in which they evaluate these ideas. So it's just like, why do I believe what I believe? Why do I, why am I Christian? Why do I, am I devoutly atheist? Why am I Muslim? And a lot of people never actually question why they believe what they believe and where their beliefs come from. And there's a saying that's like a, a faith that is not tested cannot be trusted. And I think it's actually a biblical, I think it's actually a biblical saying, but you could really use it with anything in life. It's, it kind of could be down to an opinion. An opinion that is not challenged or tested cannot really be trusted by yourself. Anything that you believe cannot really be trusted until you challenge it with a counter argument. And I think a lot of people are very scared of doing that. They're very scared of looking at themselves and being like, okay, why do I have the political beliefs that I have? Why do I have the beliefs around money that I have? Why do I have the beliefs around relationships that I have? And it's very, very interesting to really stop and think about that. And you'll find that most of our beliefs comes from our parents. Most of our belief system comes from how we were raised. and it's, it's so funny. It's like, well, if you don't want the life that your parents currently live, 
or thoughts or whatever that is that they do. Let's say financially. So you don't want you say you want a better life than your parents financially. Well, if that's who taught you ever since you could formulate language at one or two or three years old about how, for example, finances works, then you're kind of you're kind of starting off either very, very well if your family is financially astute, for lack of a better term, if they're doing well financially, or if they're not doing well financially, you're kind of set up to already be broke because of the way that you were raised. If your parents are both divorced multiple times, then your outlook on relationships will more than likely, unfortunately, statistically, you'll you'll probably get divorced more than the average person just because of how you were raised. So it's very interesting. It's just, I find it fascinating. I mean, thinking about it all day of like, she said that on a podcast this morning, I was listening to it and I was like, damn, are we all in a cult in in some kind of form? It's like, well, what is a cult? Like, what is the definition of a cult? Let's look it up live right now. Okay, definition of a cult. Give me one second. Of a cult. Okay. A system of religious veneration and devoted, directed towards a particular figure or object. A relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. A misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. That is a very interesting definition. A misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. Well, I know people that are in cults and they're called sporting teams and they paint their faces and they cry hysterically when their team wins and they wear other people's names on their back and they all gather once a week or once every two weeks, two thirds of the year, and they hug complete strangers when a ball crosses a line or a ball gets put in a net. Now, that might sound mean towards people who are sports people. And if you're a sports person and you heard that and you got angry or triggered at that, maybe you're in the cult too. I love sports. I think it's cool. But it's just that definition. It's just like we're all kind of in cult. I'm in a jujitsu cult. Like we all have an excessive, we all love jujitsu. We all like doing it. We all talk about it. But I think it's like where things like that can go really wrong is where you start, it starts getting abusive or you start alienating people. You start secluding yourself and that group away from other people and nobody is allowed to question it. And then my mind almost went to conspiracy theories, for example. It's kind of like a cult in a way where people think that they have information that other people don't have. And because they have this information that it's their job to save everybody, kind of like this like Messiah complex of like, well, I know this and everybody else is an idiot, is like a sheep. And because I know this, I am somehow better than these other people because of the information I have. And it's so interesting how easy it is for all of us to fall in, into particular ways of thinking. All of us think this way in some kind of way. It could be something small. It could be people that exercise, that look at people that don't exercise, 
and they might think a certain thing about people that don't exercise or people that don't drink alcohol and look at the people who drink alcohol and think of them as a certain way. And it's very easy to kind of get stuck in, for lack of a better term, cultish mindsets around certain things you're really passionate about. So it's really, I think it's a really good exercise to look at oneself and to look at different things that you're doing in your life, different things you're passionate about, different things that you're really, really, really passionate about. And always make sure that you stay humble. It's such a funny term. It's like when people say, I'm humble. It's like, well, the very, uh, being humble is one of those things you can't really say about yourself. <laughs> you can't really say, I'm humble. It's like one of those things you can't really say you're an expert. I'm an expert. You kind of have to be, your peers kind of have to call you an expert and other people have to say that you're humble because if you say it about yourself, it kind of like defeats it straight away. But you do have to stay humble and you have to realize that there's many ways to live your lives and there's many different belief systems out there. And your belief system is not better than somebody else's belief system. As much as you find it hard, and I, I've, I've been here before, I find it hard to understand why people do certain things and why people don't do certain things. For example, I find it very hard to comprehend people that don't consistently exercise. But knowing what I know about uh, human beings and emotions, you can have compassion for people, people that make excuses about why they can't exercise consistently. You could have many different perspectives on that. I think that if you truly love yourself and you care about yourself, which most people don't, to be honest, most people don't truly love, love themselves. Because if you truly loved yourself, you'd exercise consistently because it's a it's an act of self-love. You're doing it because you love yourself and you care about yourself and you want yourself to be healthy. Just like if you had a dog or if you had a child or if you had a partner, you want that person to be healthy. You want them, you care about that person. It's like most people, if most people treated themselves the same way they treated their pets, they'd be a lot healthier and happier. And if most people spoke to themselves the same way that they speak to their pets or their children, they would also be happier. So I think exercise, for example, is one that I find a hard time to really wrap my head around. But I've also met people that think they're so broken and think they're so not enough that if they're just constantly operating from that identity, why would they exercise? It's like, well, they don't think they're worth it. They don't think they deserve to be healthy or happy or fulfilled or to, to feel good. And they're so stuck in that, that it's very hard to get them out. And no matter how much logic or information you can give somebody about how healthy exercising is, it's a deeper emotional issue that needs to be sorted about, okay, if I love myself, I would exercise. So if I if I'm not exercising all the time, then I really need to figure out why I'm not treating myself as if I care about myself. So if I don't care about myself and I don't love myself, then why would I exercise? Because I don't care because I don't think I'm worth it. So it's very interesting. So I mean, that's an example from my own bias and my own fixed view on the world through the particular lens that I have and the way that I view the world that I find it hard. But if you notice there, I can also flip side, look at it from another perspective. And I think that 
I did an episode about this about probably 20 episodes now, which is always think of both sides. It's like people that are strongly believe one thing and then people that strongly believe the complete opposite. If you can be a human being that can detach themselves from the emotional beliefs that you have and take a step back and try to see how other people believe it, then you can have more compassion and you can have more compassion for others and you can have more compassion for yourselves. So I really wanted to kind of flush out that thought that I was having today and this woman, Jessica, and I really look forward to sharing the podcast with you. I mean, I'm sure you guys are excited to hear somebody that was in a religious cult for 26 years and got out of it and they had no TV, they had no phones. She'd never been to a movie theater. She'd never been to any of that. Like it was, and it was in a rural area. It's like, it sounds like it's off a movie. It sounds very interesting. So I'm, I'm excited to have her on the show, but I wanted to really flush that thought out of like, why do I believe what I believe? And where does that come from? And if you can really stop for a second and things that you deeply believe about and question them, then you can actually really find out what you believe in, not what other people or society or circumstances have told you what you should believe in. So on that note, I hope you have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And I look forward to next week's episode with this woman where we can actually go deeper into this thought. Don't miss it, guys. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mental Dietitian Podcast. If you found any value at all, please share this with a family member or a friend or just a guy or a gal walking down the street, just anybody at all, if you feel like it could help them and benefit them from the conversations we're having. It would mean the world to me if you could also leave a review. It helps grow the show. It helps the algorithms. And I also do love connecting with my listeners, so please reach out to me on social media. The best way to get a hold of me is through Instagram. My Instagram handle is Aaron Lynch Potter, and that's spelled A-H-R-E-N-L-Y-N-C-H-P-O-T-T-E-R. Thank you so much once again.